Welcome back to another edition of A Very Weird Fantasy. Josh and Jake coming at you with another episode, NFC South. We're talking Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa, and Carolina. We're also going to discuss the top five Clint Eastwood movies. So hold on, hold tight, and here we go. Like you said, we're going to talk about the the last conference. We've done every conference in the entire NFL, mm -hmm. except for the NFL or the a NFC South. Yeah. And if, this is actually, there's a whole lot of news that happened in the AFC South. I would this say year. this conference is ranked number one mm -hmm. with the most moves. Sure. And a big lot ones. Of things going on and mm -hmm. big ones, like big ones, like. Todd Gurley going to Atlanta and you mm -hmm. got Teddy Bridgewater going from New Orleans to a arrival in the conference of Carolina Tom, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and and like Drew Brees signing and stop man, the and, and they press Emmanuel Sanders I mean yeah yeah there's all kinds of stuff going on and this is a powerhouse division now it Teddy, is Teddy Bridgewater you know and, and it's good for fantasy as well so let's just jump right into it jake do you want to go first or me i'll start off with a little neil diamond sweet caroline Ooh. right so the carolina panthers um here's what's crazy they've been in the super bowl in the last 10 years mm -hmm. and then they just fell right off right off the cliff oh yeah and that is solely because of ron rivera and cam newton they're terrible ron rivera sits there like he doesn't know what I'm on the field. I'm a coach. He, he, he doesn't give his players any feedback. Cam Newton's out there dressed like old women and he's got like <laughs> this mock thing going on. So he's more interested in his looks. Yeah. There's perfect little teeth. Do you remember in the Super Bowl where he didn't dive on the, the football that he fumbled? Instead, he like was blaming it on the offensive, uh, the offensive line. Oh, dude. Like the, in fact, that Super Bowl was the telltale sign of that they should never have been there sure they weren't that good they weren't that good that year but they were there and man they just they didn't do good so can, can i like give an analogy that you mentioned regarding ron rivera you yes. know for years like you said it's it started out slow and then rivera kind of gave they gave him a super bowl entry and then they just watched for years after that go lower and lower and more mediocre and poor. It's like the far side. You know, that's uh, <laughs> like the book, you know, or has like the the bridge that's broken yep. on the cover, the like the famous far side. They were just kept walking, 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 knowing that it's over. Dropped Ron Rivera. Yes. Fortunately, they dropped Ron Rivera. And so that's a terrible they analogy. They dropped Ron Rivera. Um, Cam Newton's not welcome back. You know, it's funny. I don't know the last time there was a team in the Super Bowl, and then so many years later they have, like, the number one pick in the draft, mm -hmm. which they got um, 
you know, Mr. Christian McCaffrey, I don't think he went number one overall, but he was, he was a, five they had or a low enough. Yeah. They had a low enough pick, which means you have to do really bad to be in that top five of the draft. And so it's like these teams, like the Giants who have Saquon Barkley, you get the stud person, but he's on a dead end team. Mm-hmm. And Christian McCaffrey was there. And then last year, they started showing glimpses of being a decent team with Kyle Allen at the helm as the uh you know as the quarterback Mm -hmm. and like spurts of like wow McCaffrey going rushing for a thousand yards receiving for a thousand yards I called that you know and so it's one of those deals where you could see where they they were a decent team but man their defense wasn't good they just they didn't click as a team and that's why Ron Rivera is not there anymore and what happened to that defense now this year there was a loss oh man that they did. They, they, uh, Luke, Kuchy, Keekly, uh, he, yeah. he retired. Mm-hmm. We're talking up. the captain of the defense is gone. And one and of the best young. defensive players in the NFL. That's so true. So what we have is they have $9.2 million in their cap. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about Cam Newton, not there anymore. Teddy Bridgewater. Um, there, I still don't think he's an A, even an A minus quarterback. I think he's like in the B, B plus realm because he has a little bit of, able to move around but I'm, I'm looking forward to this team in the south in the nfc because they got the new coach from oregon they have i'm sorry not oregon baylor mm-hmm. they have um a new quarterback they got robbie anderson they signed from the jets also from and, baylor yes mm-hmm. exactly and so i'm very excited for this team i think they're going to do okay the problem is you have other teams in this 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 conference that's going to be really hard to beat. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. I mean, dude, you said it best. It is a powerhouse conference. So what does Carolina do in the draft? They don't have a first-round draft pick. They mm-hmm. got number 38 overall. So they've done very well on the offensive side to get things ready to rock and roll there. But they've really got to step it up in the draft and find some decent defensive players to help them win these games that these close games that they're going to have to so they're going to have to win. Mm-hmm. And that's actually really good for fantasy purposes that their defense is so poor. I mean, McCaffrey he is he really going to get 456 uh, PPR points again? Maybe, maybe not. They did mm-hmm. leave a lot of touchdowns on given away through giving away the ball. So maybe that's one way of keeping his uh, fantasy production level. And also, let's not forget, Keekley retired. Their defense is worse than ever. Who do you think they should draft? Honestly, um, I think they need to go out and get a tight end. I know I said that they have all the they, mm-hmm. they really need, but they don't have – like Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to get the ball up, facilitate. And I think that – look at the Chiefs in 2018 – the one of the worst defenses ever. Mm-hmm. They made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. They lost on a technicality because of something D Ford did, and they should have been in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think that a team that has a lot of talent can forego the defense because they can come out and say, "No, we're going to score more points than you," just like the Chiefs did with the Rams in that fifty-four to fifty-one game. The Saints they did. Lost they lost to the Rams, mm-hmm. but. So I think they need to go out and get a decent tight end 
and they definitely have to go out and get a decent edge runner. Okay, and, and a linebacker. I mean, they're they they have so many holes to fill in their in their defense that being the thirty eighth pick, yeah, there's going to be some. Yeah, I just did a quick search, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure with my screen capture, everybody just saw the search that I just did. I got to remember that I'm capturing the screen, so I can't go looking around and everything, but I was wondering where they picked, and you mentioned it's the 38th. I think you'd be at a good cornerback or a good safety, which they desperately need. I think they desperately need a good cornerback. Not really sure who's going to be around. I haven't done enough uh, research for that position, but you mentioned it, uh, linebacker cornerback and runner. you know we we focus i think it's funny about fantasy we mm -hmm. focus so much on the offense yeah if, it, if it's not if, it, if there's nothing to talk about on the offense we're gonna be like well let's talk about the next team because yeah. we don't go drafting these defensive players but it is key to think about if they have a bad defense which they do what players can you draft mm -hmm. that's going to play carolina twice a year and pick up some big points. And I will be targeting Carolina. You know who gets to target Carolina two times a year is the Atlanta Falcons. So this year they went ahead and said goodbye, fly away, bird. Devontae Freeman is a free man, still a free man. Weeks into the free agency period, nobody's picked him up. Uh, they let Austin Hooper go, which Austin Hooper was great. A touchdown mm -hmm monster last year there was times when he was the number one tight end in the nfl last year they made a very underrated uh, move this offseason and they traded for hayden hurst they traded for a, a fourth round draft pick for hayden hurst and you got to remember hayden hurst was a first round pick he was picked mm -hmm. in the same draft as mark andrew well the same draft as uh quarterback uh also, the quarterback. Matt Ryan? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Baltimore's quarterback. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, so they're both their first-round draft picks was Hurst and Lamar Jackson. Hurst didn't get to be on the field that much because, lo and behold, Mark Andrews was great. Hurst was mm -hmm. also injured. Anyways, he's going to sit right around in and replace Austin Hooper. And that is a very, very underrated tight end. One that I will be targeting in all leagues. Or maybe not, if you guys are in my leagues. Don't listen. And so <laughs> uh, They signed some guy named Todd Gurley. How would, you you like to, how would you like to be a team and beaten by something called a Gurley? A Gurley, man. Uh, you know, I, I still don't know what to think of that. I don't know if... I don't know if Gurley needed a fresh start. You know, I keep looking up here into the sky, which mm -hmm. is just a wall, but I don't know if I don't know what I don't know what Gurley needed in order to be that person he was three years ago. Well, he needs health. Uh, right, that, he got hurt, yes. That man was injured. I've seen every single game, and I keep going back to this analogy. He was a battleship doing a three-point turn compared to what he was coming out of Georgia, compared to first to what he was in his first couple of years as a Ram. He had no lateral movement. His concentration was not there. He just didn't seem interested. He seemed like he was even in pain. So what will Atlanta do with him? They're going to run him into the ground. They signed him to a one-year, $5 million contract. 
What can Todd Gurley do? Score touchdowns. His fantasy dependence is completely dependent on scoring touchdowns. And he might just take up those uh, those touchdown shares that Austin Hooper sent packing and went to Cleveland. So, I mean, worst case scenario, they just burn him up and he can't play. So their defense still stinks. So uh, anyways, they have $7.2 million pre-draft. So essentially they have no draft uh, or cap capital to, to mess with. So what do they need? Defense, cornerbacks, big time. They need two or three cornerbacks. Heck, I suggest that they take like C.J. Henderson if he's there, cornerback. That would be my guy. Trevon Diggs is another cornerback. I'm looking at my list here who I have. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, that would be awesome if he was there because they also need an edge rusher so or just a straight-up powerful defensive lineman. So that is what I think that they should go after in the draft. And, again, they did sign Dante Fowler, too. So that was that was a, that was a nice little selection that they took. So what do you got? Where, where, do, you, where do you think Atlanta comes in? I'm sorry? Where do you think Atlanta, where do you think they come in at? In their in division? The uh-huh. That's a good question. Man, they're going to come in third. Third. Third or fourth. Third. Third or fourth. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. Well, it's I don't, crazy to think. I don't believe in Atlanta. Hadn't last year. Don't Definitely don't this year. So You know what's funny? The other night, I don't know if you watched it. I turned it because I hate seeing Tom Brady win anything. But I was watching the game. It was 28 to 9 when I found this game. It was under one of the greatest games. Mm-hmm. And I watched all the way until Tampa Bay's or uh, Tom Brady and, and the Patriots are getting ready to score to tie the game to go, to go into overtime. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how many times they had the chances of putting away the Patriots. All they needed was three points to put them away. Mm-hmm. Three points. They, they had three quarters to, to basically score three more points, and they didn't do it. And so I've never, I've never ever believed in Matty Ice at at all. I think he's not that good of a quarterback. I really don't. But I, they were saying a lot. But they were playing against the guy that you everybody has to believe in, Tom Brady. And guess where he goes? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Who you Tampa have? Tampa Bay. And so that's uh, that's the team I was going to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay is to me going to put up one of the greatest performances since the John Gruden days. So you think about the, you think about Tampa Bay, they've been nothing like the Carolina Panthers since they won the Super Bowl. They really have, they've done nothing since. In fact, so Tampa Bay now got rid of Jameis Winston, which was the gunslinger of all the NFL. He had 36 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, right? Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. But great for fantasy purposes, yeah. Right, and that's what we talk about. We talk about these fantasy, We just like we mentioned earlier, this is a fantasy show. So for Mike Evans and um, for Chris Godwin, wow. Mm-hmm. he was That's who you want as your court, the quarterback thrown to those guys. No kidding. O.J. Howard. I mean, you had all these guys that just put up some good numbers, and now you add Tom Brady to that? Like, this was another one that I called, and I said. You did. What do you think if TB goes to TB and you're like, there's no way in heck, there's no way because your concern was his arm mm-hmm. trying to throw it deep to these kids that are running 
four four sixes and and just fast as all get out and i was concerned did. about my my fantasy shares that i have in the tampa bay wide receivers that's yes. for sure and i didn't think that that tom brady would want to go to tampa bay i thought that he would want to prove his old mentor bill belichick wrong and that i could win without you didn't think that tampa was that stop but lo and behold jake stradamus was correct <laughs> I know, and you know what's funny is he had to go down there and sell them he did. on him. Yeah, there was it's no no other bidders, not even New England. Like, no. really, not even New England. Right. So if Tampa Bay, Bay didn't, you know, take their chances with Tom Brady, mm -hmm. who would have? Think about it. San Diego is the only other team I can think of out there. They didn't throw anything out. Indianapolis, but Indianapolis picked up Phillip Rivers. Yeah, and none of them seemed interested at all. Right. Fake news. So here's the deal. Their defense is really, really good. They signed Indomitian and Sue for another year. Mm -hmm. They don't need any help on the defense. Where they need help is giving Tom Brady the time to throw the ball. Now, Tom Brady is known for getting the quick, quick release. Mm -hmm. Under two seconds, that ball's out. The problem is he doesn't have really that slot receiver Chris Godwin is good at that. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna do that. He was don't, don't great. Go. He was great. What I'm yeah. saying is, Chris Godwin is good at that. Mm -hmm. But I do think they need some help there. So I think that when it comes to the draft, there's two players that come to mind that's going to help them on the O line. And you and I talked about him. Makai mm -hmm. Becton from mm -hmm. Louisville, or Andrews Thomas from Georgia. Now, again, they need. They have the 14th pick in this draft, and I think. They need to pick up somebody for the offensive line to help Tom Brady, because Tom's not getting any younger. And, and he's, he's complaining more and more. New, huh? And he's complaining more and more with his he offensive is. line. Yeah, you want to keep he that is. old man and standing. When he runs, he looks like a newborn giraffe. I mean, it is slow and it's wobbly <laughs> for sure. So, so they need to help. They need to protect him, and that's who they're going to go after in the fourteenth in the fourteenth pick of the first round. All right, offensive I line. I agree. And in the second round, running back. A lot of value there for running back in the second round. I, you can't there go into is. you can't go into the season with Ronald Jones. Can't pass protect. Can't pass catch. I mean, come on. He can run. No, you're right. He can no, run. You're right. You're so, right. I like okay. it. Okay. I like so now it. Now we have the New Orleans. Not San Diego. Yeah. The not New as Saints. not as boring as San Diego. We got Nolan. So going into this offseason, they had no quarterbacks. All three of their quarterbacks was set to be unrestricted free agents. They let Teddy Bridgewater go to the aforementioned Carolina Panthers. They re-signed uh Taysom their, Hill. Thank you very much. That's why me and you are good. And, yeah, of yeah. course, they re-signed Drew Brees. So what do we have here? We have $8 million in cap space pre-draft. So they're done. They're done. They do have a, a first-round uh, draft pick. They do need two cornerbacks because they actually had uh, Eli Apple, who they brought in. Last year he did pretty good. I don't know if he's a long-term solution. Uh, they did sign a wonderful player named Emmanuel Sanders. Great veteran presence to take some pressure off of not only Drew Brees, but Michael Thomas on the other end. Of course, they re-signed, uh, or they signed Malcolm Jenkins to help that defense. But I think that they need to go get a guy like Pat, uh, Patrick Queen, 
uh, linebacker out of LSU. I'm looking down where I have these uh, folks selected here. And then, of course, I've got the, the cornerbacks, which you got the Trevon Diggs and you got the AJ. AJ, is it Terrell? I think it's Terrell. I think so. Quarterback out of, out of Clemson. So that's where I'm at with, with them. And, and I have them winning the division this year with Tampa coming in second. Who do you have? Who, let, let's go over this. This might be fun. One through four, Jake. I'm going to go New Orleans, mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Carolina. Okay. And, and I, I'm the same way. I'm up and down, teeter-tottering when it comes to those last two. It could be. could be. I think that you take any one of those four teams and put them with a different conference, and you have guys lobbying for first place. It's, yep. it's sad to see these teams be on the same conference when Carolina could easily be shifted into, like, the AFC East, and you take the Miami Dolphins put them with – this this conference of the A NFC South, mm -hmm. just to kind of you know spice it up a bit. So Tom, and, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. So Tom Brady goes from the worst, the worst division of our era, of yeah. uh, of what we can remember, to all of a sudden one of the toughest, the toughest. If well, it's 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 a wash between like NFC West, but uh, I think they are actually the toughest division in the NFL right now. Quite a dichotomy that he crossed when he, when, when he went to Tampa Bay. So it, it, it'll be fun. Speaking of fun, let, let's do that. Let's have some of that stuff. First of all, before we have fun, if you enjoyed this, like, subscribe, share, any podcast that you're listening to, however you consume it, if you're on YouTube, smash as all the kids say the the like button and hit the bell if you really like it just smash it just smash it so what do you want to do to have some fun we always come up with some lists what we got okay so the other day on facebook um somebody put out there about clint eastwood and it wasn't like this best of thing and i've been doing this lately because right now facebook bores the crap out of me i am so tired of hearing here's 10 jobs i had nine of them are right and one of them's just a complete lie. Pick the one that's a lie. Or take a picture of some place that you'd want to be right now and post oh it. Oh my! You mm -hmm. know what? I Facebook anywhere is but so here. Boring right now. So, we need less Facebook, more book book. There you go, <laughs> folks. If you hear noises in the background, I am at the fire station. Mm -hmm. I am taking it easy. I know it doesn't look like I'm dressed at the fire station, but we're not supposed to really like wear our shirts and stuff in public. Um, but, uh, but the hats are okay, apparently. Oh, no, I can't. This is just, I get, when I walk out this room to mm -hmm. a call, yeah. I grab this radio right here, and I go to someone's house, and I look like a full-blown guy in a uniform. Right now, I look My like dude. a guy at Starbucks having a coffee. So, Ready to roll. So I put on Facebook, name your favorite Clint Eastwood movie. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter if it was as an actor, director, or writer. Give me your, give me your top movie of all time mm -hmm. of Clint Eastwood. Now, growing up, I didn't like, I, I still to this day have a hard time watching Westerns. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a big Western guy. So the good and the bad and the ugly or Dirty Harry, those movies did not appeal to me at all. They really didn't. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because my grandpa always watched them. I don't know if that's because- He just wasn't just cool was, enough? <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I like Westerns now. 
that are more what do they call them spaghetti westerns like the mandalorian like yeah these these they're trying to recreate the whole western the roaming the roaming of the of the west the kung fu of uh, of exactly. modern western yeah mm-hmm. exactly so you know if if i was going to go favorite clint eastwood movie of the old days it would be escape from alcatraz i really really enjoyed that movie because yeah on an island you know and mm-hmm. you're trying to escape from prison that's what y'all think about when you're oh, in yeah. prison right i mean i was just there last week i tried to get out no i wasn't in prison last week but what we're, I'm saying we're all in prison right now prison. if i was in prison exactly mm-hmm. so this quarantine has us feel like we're in prison what can we do to get out of prison that movie one of my favorites go ahead give me one of yours okay so i told you i was going to just spitball off the top of my head but uh, that's just not that that that's not good youtube or good podcasting so i will say one that i said right from the beginning the first one that comes to my mind that he acted in was trouble with the curve love it it's a fantastic drama it's got everything you want and and being a sports fan you know that that's just a fantastic fantastic movie awesome justin timberlake's about baseball you're a baseball guy oh sure Mm -hmm. okay so i'm gonna give you another one hit me this one, I did not. American Sniper, um, oh. Chris Chris Coyle. So you have this guy that went to war, was part of the military, came back, went back, came back, mm-hmm. had terrible PTSD. Tried to find a way to fuel that, and he was trying to help out some some other, um, I guess, military folk that had been disabled, and he ended up getting murdered. Yeah. Uh, he ended up he ended up taking a guy out to uh, shoot in the movie range and the guy in the huh in the movie in the movie that's uh, th- they took a whole lot of uh, of uh, what do you call it they changed the the st- the actual story when it comes to some of that he did get killed but there's a whole lot of things with it and so yeah well sure but anyway mm-hmm. they, it was probably one of the better mm-hmm. uh, American stories and yeah. of course who better than Clint Eastwood to grab a hold of that Mm -hmm. and give us a good movie. And it was great. Uh, Bradley Cooper, man, played a fantastic role. For real. He was built for that role. And he put on a lot of, a lot of weight, like of the the fat variety to kind of give him the good old Texan boy, you know. Yeah, he beat me out of, he beat, I was Uh for until he showed up with his fat ass. Turns out, his fat ass. Turns out, you know what? Uh, Jake, you were in the running, but now you just need to keep running. So, <laughs> yeah, you need to keep on running. It's funny you mentioned that. I did not know that he had a hand in that just until two minutes ago when I was scrolling down. I'm like, that's my movie. That's mm-hmm. my movie. And so I loved it. I, I love the lore. Like I actually read the book um, regarding his life. And uh, it, it he is the person that the the movie was about is truly an American hero. He is what Mark Wahlberg is in the movie. Uh, what is it? Um, Gunner, a shooter. Yeah. That's essentially the story of his life, except he doesn't go on this vendetta and go kill a bunch of people. But uh, yeah, that's my (laughs) number two. You agree with me. That movie's in your top five. For reals. Yes. What do you got for number three? Go ahead. I'll let you go. Number three. Okay. Number three, uh, the outlaw Josie Wales. I know okay. that that's such a cop out because everybody says it, but everybody says it for a reason. 
It's got everything you want. It's got the grit. It's got the redemption story, but then he just got pulled back in. Classic, classic Clint Eastwood. And it's actually okay. a good story for a Western. Yeah, that one's not in my top five because I'm more modern. Um, Grand Torino would be my number mm -hmm. three. Grand Torino is about this old man who's basically the most racist person on the planet. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's so funny because I don't know how that movie would be viewed today if it was brought out in this age of everybody has a voice mm -hmm. and you can't target one race or not. And he didn't. He just didn't like anybody that wasn't white. And he always thought that if you were of color or of a different, um, not American, that you were after him. Yeah. You were after his things. He was that old man of get off my front porch. <laughs> That's so, my Gran Torino. That is. And and then it was all about this car. Yeah. And now if you're a car person and a Clint Eastwood person, this movie fits you the best. And it is my number three. And, you know, that is in my top five. So I'm just going to go along with that right now okay. and say like Gran Torino, it is Clint Eastwood's as a like the old legend of Josie Whale, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That is what Clint Eastwood acts as and he recreated it into a modern grumpy old don't like mm -hmm. to talk but i do like to pull my gun type of thing and in all of his old westerns like he always let one person in you know always yep. let one person in like reluctantly let him in great movie great choice jake you're up okay what's, what's your number four okay so i'm gonna go with unforgiven i mean Again, and, and that's more of a modern, modern Western. It came out in like the early 90s or yep. the, the mid 90s or something. 92, 92. Again, just gets pulled back in. Fantastic movie and gritty as all get out. What do you got? Well, I'm going to go with Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. This one was up for many Academy yeah. Awards. I think Hillary, Sw hold on. I think Hillary Swank uh, won an Oscar for this one. Um, and this is me going off. Of I didn't know that horses know. could uh, could win Oscars. Well, good, oh. thing, good thing John Elway's not an actor <laughs> then, because he'd win them all if that's the case. Yeehaw! But but um, Million Dollar Baby about this actually a Midwestern, I believe, from Missouri, mm -hmm. uh, boxer. That oh man, dude, do you remember when she hits her head on the chair? And that was it, dude. Like. She, he he had this million dollar baby. That's why it's called a million dollar baby. Game over. He, he found the person that was going to change the world in women's boxing. Although although I think if Tanya Harding can box, then any woman can box. That's the rumor. Anyway, <laughs> I loved it because I, I'm a big Hillary Swing fan. I'm a big Clint Eastwood fan. Uh, See, you always I'm get not. Me... I'm not a Hillary Swing fan. That's my problem. The movie was phenomenal, but just her. Like it's just her. I don't want to say that she, you know, the old the old adage, you got a face that you just want to punch. Ooh. So I won't hey, say you, it. You can yeah. get Kareem Hunt involved. <laughs> Kareem Hunt kicker. Oh man. You know, I guess uh, if you took someone who has her same bone structure and mm -hmm. and, and strong uh, shoulders and like is like a Jennifer Garner, they could have yeah. easily been like, okay, Hillary, sorry, Jennifer, you're in, and then Josh, you're a fan. Yeah, she's just got a whiny face. It, and it's hard for a face to whine, but she's got a whiny face. And it's not what I want in a tough girl movie. Um, okay, so this is a big one for me. 
uh, J. Edgar. So, did you ever see this? I did. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio killed. Yep. It. Like wow. I, I mean, everything. That, go ahead. Huh? I think. I think that he is one of the most. When I say he, Leo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. most under. Uh, the word uh, I'm looking for. Underappreciated. Unappreciated. Man, I in all in. If you think back, just think back to what's eating Gilbert Grape, and how he acted. Say thank you, kid. Gilbert. <laughs> thank you. Growing pains. Is he in Growing Pains originally, or something like that? He was in everybody who started somewhere in those yeah. small world sitcoms, mm -hmm. but. Man, Leonardo DiCaprio, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more about J. Edgar. Well, it's hard to actually give uh, Clint Eastwood credit for it. You know what I mean? Because really, Leonardo DiCaprio stole the show. Love the movie, and the fact that 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 Clint had his his thumb on that gives me uh, all sorts of love for Clint Eastwood in that movie. So fantastic! That guy's a chameleon. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, DiCaprio he can, he can be anything you possibly want him to be. Even like he's got like a toughness to him. It's his demeanor that makes him tough. He's a little guy, you know, and got a somewhat of a pretty face. But he's got a toughness with him because he has a presence. He keeps his chin up, you know. He keeps his head back, and he's he, oh, it's yeah. like something you gotta you gotta keep an eye on. And so, yeah. He's that he's that guy. Great movies. Okay, so um, I saw Richard Jewell here recently. This is a another history about America, the mm -hmm. 1996 bombing in Atlanta during the Olympics. Fantastic movie. If you have not seen it, um, and I would say that coupled with his last movie, The Mule, mm -hmm. you didn't see it either. Didn't see that, but I hear it's Dude, great. so fantastic. And mm -hmm. and he's such a good actor. And he doesn't play the same. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. I know he got a bad rap um, when he made A Perfect World. You remember that movie, no. A Perfect World? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he it basically bashes a uh, a Christian religion. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it made a lot of people that you and I know very uncomfortable mm -hmm. because it's basically about... Oh, you can't do celebrate Christmas over here? Why don't you come over to Dad's house and I'm going to show you a good old time. So they and made a movie off that? Like, yes. No kidding. No, I've never heard of this. The dad escapes from jail, goes and get his kid, and gives him like the most fun of his time because his mom basically had him like just like in this little box. Mm -hmm. um, like so we talking Mormon or Jehovah's Bell. Witness? Are we talking about Mormon or Jehovah's Witnesses? Uh, the witnesses okay wow yeah yep. okay so i remember when i remember when that came out because uh kevin costner mm -hmm. is the actor in that and like i wasn't allowed to watch it growing up mm -hmm. because it was supposed to be this terrible movie about them bashing the witnesses but mm -hmm. then i just watched it a couple years ago i'm like yeah i i guess if i was a nine-year-old boy when it mm -hmm. came out i watched it I'd be like really is that what it's really like out there mom and dad yeah, then, I mean, everybody you know, has their 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 own perception of what uh, a, a religion is and everything like that. I mean, I have no problems whether I whether I'm a witness, whether I'm anything. If somebody has an interpretation, like throw it out there, you know. Sure. And I mean, if that's what it is, it doesn't mean that we have to watch it. But if it's a good if it's a good movie, you know what I mean. I 
I'll, I'll give him credit for being a good movie then. So, yeah. So my fifth yeah. one is basically anything he's done the last probably 10 years, the mm-hmm. mule being one, uh, this Richard Jewell one just coming out, uh, Gran Torino, obviously I mentioned anything that has anything to do with space cowboys. I don't know if you've seen it. There's so many Clint Eastwood movies. Space Check Cowboys is not my style. Wasn't my style. Oh. Hang up high though. That that's an honorable mention. You know, just sure. one of those gritty, gritty. Um, one of the ones that's iconic. You know, if that's it's iconic. The the whole watch them watch them right away, cowboy movie. That's that's fantastic. Just like this episode was fantastic, Jake. I appreciate uh, yeah, appreciate us getting together. I mean, the fact that we didn't get to do it in the studio, that's kind of a bummer, but we still got to zoom through the power and the magic of the internet. We're keeping social distancing and paying respect to all of our fellow peoples around the world. That's right. And it's all about leading by example. I think mm-hmm. people go out and they think that they're bigger and better than everything, but mm-hmm. being in the profession that I am, um, here at the fire station, we've taken crazy precautions. Sure. Even though we have everything we have here to help the public, mm-hmm. we're still taking those precautions of making sure that we take care of ourselves, which in turn helps everybody else. Because if you take care yeah. of yourself, I think everybody will see that this stuff will pass over over in some time. I want to make news. Um, I don't know if you saw Mr. Donald J. Trump came out. Heard and him. He says, yeah, you've heard that guy. Uh, he says the NFL season will start on time. Yeah, because he is totally a doctor. He and also a fortune uh, teller as well. So, I I hope he's right. I hope so too. I mean, because by God, we need it. Yes, we need it. So find us on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. Anywhere you consume your podcast, um, like, sh- subscribe, and share. Uh, I iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Josh, you've been doing a great job, man. Every time I pull up Instagram, there's another post from you just rattling people's cages, making them realize that there's an NFL season that's going to start here in about six months. Well, thank you. We are truly, truly greening all sorts of traction, and we're not going to stop. The world stops, sports stops, but fantasy sports does not stop, and we're proving it by what we're doing right now and there's going to be a whole lot more that's coming and if you like it like jake said please do us a favor and tell your friends you don't have to just share or anything but say hey you have a friend who uh, who likes fantasy football if they even like you know a podcast with good personalities just do us a favor and and, and spread the word and uh, and that's what we're going to do we hope you all have a great day take care everybody take care